A new character has entered the ever-expanding Santos cinematic oh, universe. Good. And like with any new storyline, this one seems a bit too on the nose for an audience to believe. But that's the thing. While it sucks that we're currently stuck with George Santos filling a seat in the United States Congress, it is undeniable that his comically dubious history has provided a great example that truly anyone, and we mean anyone, can accidentally fall into a position of power in our government despite a history of lies and actual crimes that vary all the way from silly, like claiming to have been a producer on the doomed Spider-Man musical on Broadway, to downright evil, conning a military veteran out of funds that were raised to save his sick and dying dog. Yeah, I mean, an obvious confidence man uh, rising to this level of power, that feels like something from, like, a hundred years ago. That's That's from... The, uh, the the jazz age. Yeah. It, it shouldn't happen these days. No. But it did. Mm-hmm. We've been following this guy since he was elected, so you're already up to speed on most of the backstory here. But just when you think that maybe the well of absurdity has run dry as he faces 23 felony counts, the hits just keep on coming. Because uh, we all learned this week that not only does George Anthony DeVolder Santos have a sister, who looks just like him, and also appears to be somewhat of a con artist herself. Uh, He also has a niece who, he claims, was kidnapped by Chinese communists. Well, that's a pretty crazy story, and also an international scandal, if true. Wow. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, maybe jumping the shark a bit here. Yeah, um, uh, that's quite the accusation. I mean, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me several dozen times, and get elected to Congress. Shame on me, but this, uh, this would be quite the incredible boy who cried wolf scenario if his niece was actually kidnapped by Chinese communists. That's the thing. We can't rule it out. He could be telling the truth. <laughs> this is the one time. time. <laughs> Why is nobody helping me? So first off, the news about his sister is from earlier this year, during a time when his own personal crimes and claims were far more attention grabbing. But the story went viral again this week when people started posting side-by-side photos of him and his sister alongside the more recent claim about that alleged Chinese communist kidnapping. Mm -hmm. So here's that part in brief from the Daily Beast. Representative George Santos, Republican from New York's sister, settled a dramatic lawsuit Friday calling for her eviction after missing two years of rent payments. All right, she's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, this is actually pretty cool. Sticking it to the landlord, right? Well, the catch, she missed these payments while making five-figure donations to her brother's campaign. Did she, though? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Tiffany Lee DeVolder Santos must now pay her former landlord $1,000 a month through October 2024 to cover a total of $19,525 in missing rent since March of 2020, according to the settlement. The representative was spotted moving into the apartment in December 2022, though he claimed to have already moved out again by January 2nd. Notably, the representative said on the campaign trail he was a landlord frustrated by tenants who did not pay their rent. Santos himself has faced eviction at least three times. So you're getting a sort of idea of how he picks up these stories. He Uh, creates the stories that he then flips as though he's the uh, main character in, but on the opposite end of it. That would be a good one to add to my quill. So I will simply absorb that as my own story. Yes. Like a diabolical Mm stand-up comic. He is adding and taking away things from a story that uh, turns it into his favor. He's not just pulling these things out of thin air. uh, He's being inspired. He's a keen observer of humanity. Yeah, that's right. And that's why he's so good at being a confidence man. Well, obviously, fuck landlords. 
But it is kind of funny that Santos appears to have lifted a grievance that he was responsible for and turned it into a personal anecdote where he was instead the victim. Yes, he very wisely realized that um, while, you know, the masses, the vast majority of people in New York uh, have a fairly unfavorable view of landlords, mm -hmm. the ones that he needed to appeal to uh, for donations and political support have the opposite view. Yeah. They love landlords, and they are landlords. Yeah. And they're like, hey, he's just like me. Well, now he gets to play, well, in theory, he could have played both sides. Because yeah. on one thing, he's stiffing the landlord, and if, if people only knew about that, then some people would like him more for it. But on the other end, he's got to tell all of his donors and stuff, like, yeah, you know, these lousy, yeah. these lousy tenants. These, these, these freeloaders. Yeah. Uh, being a landlord is the hardest job in the world. Second only to being a mother, I, which I know, am a mother to my niece, and I'm such a bad mother that I let the niece get kidnapped by Chinese communists. Yeah. I mean, I was promised a uh, infinite money hack by purchasing property, and the fact that this has turned out to not be quite so true has me very upset. By next week, George Anthony DeVolder Santos is going to claim that someone bulldozed his property while he was on vacation. Yeah, and, and it's real sad. They killed hundreds of dogs yep. in that house. He was saving all of those dogs to put them into nice, beautiful homes. Yeah, he was about to rescue those dogs. Yeah. and Damn when, you! When, he, you know, all the problems with that Spider-Man musical were not his fault. He tried his hardest to make it the most visually stunning performance anyone has ever seen, despite the pleas from the cast to not have actually dangerous stunts yeah. in the show. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, as for the alleged kidnapping of George Anthony DeVolder Santos's niece, the latest info comes from a general investigation into Mr. Santos by New York Times journalist Grace Ashford, who was finally able to speak to the congressman one-on-one -on -one after months of being left on read. Here's some of that info. A full article is linked in the description below. And for clarity, the first quote here is from George Santos himself. I'll give you one. I'll give you one story that nobody talks about, he replied, before telling me how his five-year-old niece disappeared from a playground in Queens only to be located 40 minutes later on a surveillance camera with two Chinese men. He said the incident was the subject of an active police investigation, implying heavily that it might have been in retaliation for his vocal stance against the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so this is bullshit. Yeah, it's 100% it's bullshit, yeah. So you think it was China, I asked, clarifying? Look, I don't want to go into, like conspiracy theory, he said. But you know, if the shoe fits, right? I don't want to go into uh, the conspiracy zone, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go into the conspiracy zone and say that uh, two Chinese men kidnapped my yeah. niece, uh, something that should be somewhat easily verifiable, uh, and then claim that it was because I, I've been clearly critical of the yes. communist Chinese party. And sure, yes, it is true that hostility to China is the most bipartisan thing you can find in Congress these days. But they targeted my family in particular. Clearly, I posed the biggest threat to President Xi Jinping mm -hmm. and his, his goals of global domination, and I had to be stopped. So they went after my niece. A, a child that nobody really even knew existed until he brought her up. Uh, from a sister that nobody really knew existed until she, yeah. uh, you know, ran up a $20,000 bill. These Chinese, they, they have ways of getting that information. You know, that niece was probably using TikTok. That's true! It all makes sense now. Well, the reporter was obviously a little suspicious of the claim and reached out to a colleague with connections to law enforcement to get more info. A high-ranking police official confirmed that officers had been called and had looked into the incident, but they found no evidence of Chinese Communist Party involvement 
or of any kidnapping at all. Ooh, these Chinese, they're good. They <laughs> cover their tracks well. You'll, you won't even believe it. Uh, quote, we found nothing at all to suggest it's true, the official said. Quote, I'd lean into he made it up. Let's look into the background of this official because uh, yeah. uh, it seems a little convenient that he found nothing. I like the... the He's the, on the payroll. The comments are from, from this uh, law enforcement official are, all right, well, first of all, we have we have no we have no proof that anyone from the Chinese Communist Party was involved. But on top of that, um, we we looked into it and no one was kidnapped. Yeah, that's pretty big. But it appears as though, taking everything at face value, that either George Santos or his sister did file a report to add some kind of uh, accuracy right. to the claim. Right. But they looked into it and they're like, okay, nothing happened. And you would think someone being kidnapped from a playground in Queens, New York, would be a bigger story. Huh. I wonder if they can add uh, filing false police report to his uh, giant pile of charges. Not that it would really no, it matter, doesn't matter that anymore, much, yeah. but uh, he's still racking them up, and that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. But potentially filing a false report and claiming that Chinese communists are responsible is probably the least of George Santos's worries at the moment, because aside from the 23 felony charges... It was announced on Thursday afternoon that his own party was voting to expel him from Congress. Oh. Here's CBS News with the latest on this currently developing story. A New York Republican moved forward with an effort to expel Representative George Santos from Congress on Thursday, a day before the indicted congressman is expected to plead not guilty to additional federal charges. Representative Anthony DeEsposito introduced the resolution to expel Santos as privileged, meaning the House must consider the measure within two legislative days. Under the Constitution, expulsion requires a two-thirds vote in favor. Only five members have been expelled from the House since 1861. Desposito and several other New York Republicans announced their intent to expel Santos earlier this month after he was hit with several additional federal charges that accuse him of stealing his campaign donors' identities and credit card information to make unauthorized charges to his financial benefit. The superseding indictment also alleges he falsified campaign finance reports to hit fundraising benchmarks and bolster his campaign. Santos is set to appear in court on Friday for his arraignment in the superseding indictment. And like they said, he's expected to plead not guilty, uh, though if that changes, we'll report on it on Weekly Weird News. They said, like, there was, like, indications recently that he might be reconsidering that, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that he is standing his ground. It'll certainly make for an entertaining court case, I guess. But uh, it's going to be, uh, there's lots of updates going to be happening tomorrow, and then I guess on Monday, I guess the two days would count Monday if it was filed today. Mm -hmm. So... And yeah. he's like posting so much great cringe. He's like, they're not after me. They're I'm, after you. I'm just in the way. And then someone hit him with a community note and he lost his shit. Yeah. When that guy hit with a community note, he's like, oh, literally did the, oh, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do pranks anymore. Yeah. I can't do <laughs> jokes on Twitter.com. Yeah. So. He's, uh, I don't, it's hilarious because not a single person like believes that he is innocent. No. And, no and, and just like with everything else, he seems to specialize in the very specific form of lying that is taking everything you've done and claiming someone else is doing it to you. It's a Trump tactic, and it's yeah. a George Santos tactic, and it doesn't seem to be working for either of them. No. It's we'll the, like, I doth protest too much uh, yeah. <laughs> form of lying. But yeah, obviously it looks like we'll have some updates on Mr. DeVolder in time for Weekly Weird News. Fingers crossed. 
But before we leave Congress behind, we should probably take a slightly deeper look into the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, who is an absolute ghoul and seems to have been chosen specifically for his willingness to potentially call into question the legitimacy of next year's presidential election if it doesn't result in a Republican president. And this is legitimately scary stuff. And that's not all, because this guy also blamed school shootings on the fact that schools teach evolution now. And he thinks that being gay is a crime and also sides with the more extreme viewpoints held by other members of the Republican Party. And now he's second in line to the presidency and could still be in charge when the 2024 election will need to be certified. Yay, we live in hell. From a recent report in Media Matters, Mike Johnson is a four-term representative and constitutional lawyer who worked to overturn the results of the 2020 election by leading an amicus brief in a Texas lawsuit that would have delayed the electoral vote in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. He also voted not to certify the election results in Congress. Johnson has a long history of anti-LGBTQ and anti-abortion extremism, including working as senior legal counsel for the extreme anti-LGBTQ legal group Alliance Defending Freedom. The group was formerly known as the Alliance Defense Fund. Since entering Congress, Johnson has introduced a federal version of Florida's Don't Say Gay law, which would eliminate federal funding for libraries, schools, and other organizations that discussed aspects of gay and trans identities. In July, he argued against parents having access to gender-affirming care for their children, falsely claiming it constituted abuse and physical harm. As a member of the Louisiana legislature, he introduced a bill that could have permitted de facto discrimination against gay couples, including allowing landlords to deny rental applications or employers to fire someone in a same-sex relationship. A recent CNN report reveals that Johnson wrote op-eds in which he called homosexuality an inherently unnatural and dangerous lifestyle, and called for the criminalization of gay sex. Johnson has also co-sponsored a bill that would ban abortion nationwide and sued Kentucky for religious discrimination on behalf of Ark Encounter, a creationist theme park. That's yeah. the, the giant ark that they built, a yeah, replica the, of it. Yeah, that one's hardcore. They, uh, my favorite thing about that is it, it's a life-size ark, and, and uh, among the many uh, robotic animals inside are some little tiny dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Historically accurate as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, it tried. I've only read one book in my life, and that book is the good one. And I'm your I, average American voter. And I haven't read the whole thing, obviously. <laughs> Just the parts that uh, align with my viewpoints on other people's lifestyles. Right. Well, if you needed anything else to add to the list of fears, just a day before Johnson was elected as GOP speaker, Marjorie Taylor Greene gave an interview indicating that uh, she didn't vote for the other candidate because the other Republican option uh, wasn't extreme enough. But I couldn't support him for Speaker of the House. Um, uh, his voting record is what turned me. He had voted against President Trump's ban on transgenders in the military. He voted for the Democrats' gay marriage bill that opens up uh, churches and other places for lawsuits if they, if they use their faith and stand against it. He was for the national popular vote. Um, at one time, and that's that's not a movement I can support. Had you How much did Emmer's vote to certify the 2020 election have to do with the opposition against him? Well, it played a big role for me. I voted to object, um, and, and I don't think uh, that that was a fair election. I think there was a lot of election fraud. So that guy was like, you know, 2020 election, sorry, the results don't lie, and also marriage equality. Yeah. Um, that wasn't extreme enough for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They need someone who uh, is willing 
to do what is necessary to install a Republican president and also uh, ban gay marriage. Yeah. So and this also, is very bleak. Also, like, a day after this guy took the job, like, one of the worst mass shootings in a while happens, and uh, he's, of course, you know, uh, more than just the usual response of doing absolutely nothing, he's like, let's all take a knee and pray. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Yeah, and, and, and like we said previously, he puts blame on mass shootings in a lot of cases at the feet of the fact that evolution is taught in schools. Uh, nope, they pulled the shooter's uh, Twitter logs, and no, he's just super conservative. And oh, well, no, this guy didn't do a school shooting, obviously, but like, right, it, right. in general, that's what okay. he said about school shootings. Oh, I'm sure that it's totally yeah. different then. Yeah, um, but luckily, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode because uh, that story is still developing. Yeah, real, uh, real scary. I wish there was anything that could be done. Yeah, but luckily for now, the House seems to be laser focused on the important issues facing our nation, like the claim that Joe Biden is trying to steal everyone's ice makers after he's done smashing their gas stoves and their water heaters. Thank you, Mike Johnson, for putting a stop to this madman. Yeah, here's Tennessee Representative Andy Ogles. Here we go again. The administration's war on appliances continues. First it was gas stoves, then it was water heaters, and now it's ice makers. I live in the country. I like a glass of iced tea. Operative word there is ice. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, we have a bunch more to get to today, including some interesting updates to stories that we've been covering this week. But first, it's time to eat. (laughs) <laughs> and today's sponsor is, uh, it's also one of our favorite sponsors. You'll be eating good food and that, and food that's good for you in no time flat. Today's episode is brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy this fall to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 35-plus weekly, flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in two minutes. You don't even need that gas stove. Nope. Throw it out. (laughs) Throw it out. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. They're limited-time, only hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. Ready in just two minutes, they will satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. I had this... uh turkey mac yesterday with succotash on the side suffering succotash it wasn't suffering baby and neither was i i was living it up i mixed it all together and had quite the meal but are you looking for calorie conscious options during the busy season by the way this one was one of those it was like wow. 450 calories uh, still filled me up uh, so you can try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes Choose from breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. You just choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. 
Head to factormeals.com slash newsdump50 and use our code newsdump50 to get 50% off. That is code newsdump50 at factormeals.com slash newsdump50 to get 50% off. Okay, back to the news now. And first off, we have an update regarding uh, that pilot who tried to do uh, a little prank at 40,000 feet, just an innocent prank, uh, by attempting to force the engines to shut down, uh, the, the plane's engines to shut down by activating fire suppressants while in the cockpit. Mm -hmm. Just a bit of fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just, a, just, just a goof. He did it as a goof. Now, to be clear, in case you missed our episode from earlier this week, no one was severely injured, so great prank. Uh, <laughs> no, this is bad. The pilot was never actively flying the plane. He was off-duty. He was catching a ride in the jump seat. And... He was quickly subdued. And then once the plane landed, he was arrested and charged with 83 counts of attempted murder because he did uh, technically try to kill 83 people by uh, intentionally trying to make the plane crash. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. But now, I mean, you hear a story like that, you're like, why the hell would someone do such a thing? Yeah. Apparently, uh, as we'll get to, he wasn't in a, a good mind state for multiple reasons. But also after like his prank, I guess, as you would say, was foiled. Uh, he just kind of walked away and was like, ah, oh, geez, I can't believe yeah. I did that. He took it like a champ. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, here's more details about exactly why he lost his goddamn mind. Um, they are coming to light, and, and yeah, he appears to be just blaming it all on a bad trip. A real bad trip. A real bad one. Yeah. Um, probably the baddest trip anyone's ever had. Yeah, I would I say so. Guess. Here's the LA Times with the update. The flight started normally with two pilots and an off-duty colleague in the cockpit talking about the weather as they took off from Seattle for San Francisco a few minutes ahead of schedule. Yeah, the weather's weird. The, the clouds are turning into shapes yeah. that are all really mad at me. Did we just fly by a 2,000-pound cat floating in the air? <laughs> hmm. But the Horizon air flight ended about as strangely as it could, an emergency landing in Portland, Oregon. The off-duty pilot handcuffed and strapped to a seat in the back of the plane after allegedly trying to shut off fuel to the engine and an investigation by the FBI into whether he was on psychedelic mushrooms during the flight. This event is a unicorn, said Robert Ditchie, an aviation expert and former executive at numerous airlines. It is almost unthinkable to me. Federal prosecutors in Oregon charged Joseph Emerson, 44, with interference with flight crew members and attendants. Emerson, an Alaska Airlines pilot of 22 years, was arrested after crew members detained him on Sunday following an outburst in the cockpit in which he, quote, tried to kill everybody on the flight prosecutors alleged in court papers. No, man, it made sense at the time. You just had to be there. How much fucking mushrooms did this man ingest? Well, as we'll get to, it, it had to have been a lot because he... This is not uh, something that happens. He, this, according to, to, to the FBI report, he took them 48 hours before this happened. Yeah, no, this is like this is like the shit they tell you in Dare. Like, yes. oh, you do, you do psychedelics once and they're like, in your spinal fluid forever and, and you could like have a... Like completely like dissociative episode yeah. at any moment. It's I'm like, not no, that's not how it fucking works, I'm actually. not downplaying the fact that they probably had some effect on him, but there's a lot more that goes into this, yeah. uh, such as a clear depression state, and also uh, he hadn't slept in two days. Well, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that's probably had even more... Inf I don't know. Especially is... if you're sleep, or, uh, sleep deprivated coming out of a mushroom trip. It is interesting. I'm not getting conspiratorial here, but it is very interesting that this incident happens like right <laughs> I as I knew you were going to say that right as the uh, like possibility of psilocybin mushrooms being legalized is like kind of on the table in a lot of places mhm mm not i mean it's probably just a coincidence but it, the timing is 
interesting. I'll say that. Well, well we do have some safe trip tips at the end of the reporting. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, some more level-headed. Anyway, the article continues. The FBI said in a criminal complaint unsealed Tuesday that it is investigating whether Emerson was on psychedelic mushrooms, an official told the Times. In the complaint, an agent revealed that Emerson told investigators about his use of psychedelics and said it was his first time taking mushrooms. Oh, buddy. But FBI officials declined to confirm that Emerson had taken mushrooms at the time of the midair incident. It is vague in the complaint, but that is part of what the FBI is investigating, said Joy Jiras, an FBI Portland field office spokesperson. The FBI is investigating the timeline of his use of magic mushrooms. We are trying to figure out whether he was on them that day or whether they were in his system or not. In an affidavit filed in state court, the Multnomah County District Attorney said Emerson told officers he had consumed magic mushrooms 48 hours prior to the midair incident. An officer who spoke to Emerson said he did not observe the off-duty pilot to be outwardly under the influence of intoxicants, the affidavit said. Okay, so... First of all, yeah, don't do fucking psychedelics, especially for the first time, and put yourself in an extremely public setting. You especially, carve out some time. Especially if you're near the controls of heavy machinery. That's basic protocol for any, any mind-altering substance, including weed and alcohol. Yeah. Um, second. Like, you know, you might not realize it, but a plane is not that different from just being a giant car yeah. that can fly. Uh, and, and you wouldn't. Drunk drivers yeah. kill thousands of people every year. Yeah. Uh, so second, and this is just two old heads talking here. But if you're going to partake, we would recommend not putting yourself in a situation that is uh, inherently unnatural. Like being in a tube 40,000 feet in the air going hundreds of miles an hour. This doesn't feel right, man. This no. is a giant metal bird. Why is it falling? You go out in the woods or at the very least your backyard or something. Yeah. Even watching TV is a no-go in I'll, most cases. It's, ironically, one of my favorite things while I'm under the influence is seeing planes fly overhead. Yeah, it's from the safety of the ground. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would not probably not do it the other way around. Uh, literally, uh, the the phrase "touch grass" is should be necessary. Yeah, during you don't want to uh, be in a, in a yeah a cockpit is just not <laughs> not the place. Too many too many blinking lights and buttons and shit. I have a a, a decades old story now that uh, I had uh, a, you know a weed brownie in Amsterdam and then flew home. And I ate it like, <laughs> and uh, I was above, like above the uh, Atlantic, and was just like, I am fucking in the middle of nowhere, right? I was like yeah. freaking the fuck out. But yeah. it, uh, as a plane could go down right now, and they'd never even find us. As a normal person, I just sat there and watched a movie on my portable DVD yeah. player at the time, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or listened to music or something, but uh, and just wrote it out. But uh, but yeah, this is fucking weird. Like I'm assuming he took way more than he needed to, which is. Weird, but it happens. Also easy to do if you've never even like, done it. Well, and you're like, wait, it's been 20 minutes. And I don't feel anything. Yeah. I guess I got to take the same amount again. And then you, 20 minutes later, oh, well, I guess I guess these are pretty weak mushrooms. And then finally, like 10 minutes after that. You're trying to shut down uh, planes engines midair. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, also, what's weird is, like, this is a thing that can happen to people with undiagnosed mental and neurological problems. It's just something that usually happens when you're like 20. Yeah. Uh, it, it is weird for someone to make it to the age of 44 without... Uh, and then going all in. An undiagnosed mental issue being triggered. So I would I say know. that there's a lot more going on with specifically the sleep deprivation yeah. than uh, most other things. But anyways, yes, don't do this. Yeah, no, <laughs> This is horrific and could have been extremely bad, obviously. Not excusing this guy. 
just giving you some advice because uh, people are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, please don't go anywhere near yeah. heavy machinery or an airplane. Mind-altering drugs and flying planes full of uh, just civilians, they don't mix. No. Flying planes at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, having said that, according to the reports, he did take the shrooms two full days before the flight. Okay. And further mm -hmm. down in the reporting, there are other factors at play. After the plane made an emergency landing in Portland, Emerson was detained. He told police he had become depressed six months ago, according to the complaint. Alaska Airlines said in a statement that Emerson had completed his mandated FAA medical evaluations and was never su suspended from the job. Emerson also told investigators that he was in the midst of a nervous breakdown and that he had not slept in 40 hours, according to the complaint. So a lot going on. This isn't your average dude doing a weekend trip and doing some shrooms. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, this could have gone bad. There was a, there was that plane crash like 10 years ago in... It was like Germany or Austria or something. But yeah, it was literally just a pilot who like decided, like, I'm going to kill myself. And yeah. uh, this is how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just take down a whole fucking plane with me. And uh, yeah, it's fucked up. It's it just, is. And it's terrifying knowing that, like, that can happen. He There there was, like, apparently text messages that were like, ah, oh, geez, I almost just killed 80 people or something <laughs> like that. Ah, like, shit. Let me log into BetterHelp right now. Okay, so they're doing—they're running a special currently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whoo! Yeah. Whew! Anyways, for our next update, you're gonna have to use your big, sexy brains to remember all the way back to when those two professional fishermen were exposed at a local tournament for jamming a bunch of extra weight into the fish they caught in order to artificially increase their haul and win the tournament. And uh, allegedly, also maybe buying frozen fish. Yeah, shoving uh, lead weighted Weights. balls and frozen. Frozen fish fillets into their catch. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, not just winning the tournament, but also, you know, the money and accolades that come with it. And they racked up quite quite a, a, a bunch of victories. It yeah. was a lot of money when all was People said People were done. very angry. Uh, so we spoke about their sentences on an episode a while back, but here's a quick refresher. Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky were sentenced to 10 days in county jail, a year of probation, a $2,500 fine, and earned themselves a lifetime ban from fishing tournaments. Yeah, I think they also got their boat confiscated. Well, uh, what are yeah. they going to use it for? How's the saying go? Uh, teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to cheat, and he'll eat for a lifetime until the law catches up and publicly embarrasses him. Then, no more eating. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you're never going to believe this. But one of the cheating fishermen has continued being a total fucking dickhead when it comes to sports involving animals because he's now accused of illegally poaching deer. Come on! You know how George Santos can't stop himself from lying? Well, apparently this guy can't stop himself from being the worst, most morally corrupt outdoorsman in recent memory. Here's local outlet Cleveland.com. A Pennsylvania man who was sentenced to jail after admitting to cheating in a 2022 walleye fishing tournament in Cleveland is now facing criminal charges in Pennsylvania in connection with poaching deer. Chase Kaminsky, 36, of Hermitage, Pennsylvania, is charged with two counts of unlawful killing or taking of big game three counts of unlawful taking or possession of game or wildlife, two counts of unlawful acts concerning licenses, and one count of violation in tagging and reporting big game kills, according to Mercer County Court records. The Herald reports Kaminsky is accused of unlawfully hunting deer on several occasions between 2013 and 2021. This is so ridiculous, because it's like the government, like, they want, they literally, they want you to go kill deer. Yes, it they is, want you to call is, the herd. This is a problem that we've created, a whole system that's actually very easy. Please yeah. go kill these deer. Just, you know, 
Do it get, the right way. Get the license and give us, you know, tell help us track the fucking numbers. But that's it. We do have too yes. many deer. There Please e kill them. Ecological reasons why we need <laughs> yeah. both the deer dead and yeah. also the numbers of deer that you are allowed to do. Yeah. Because we need some deer left over to keep the uh, the area going. Like poaching deer, like uh, that. The concept of poaching deer is in the United States is like, I've just never heard of anything like that. Probably because it is, in fact, that stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaminsky's hunting privileges have been suspended in Pennsylvania since 2008 because of several previous game law violations. What the fuck? WCMH Channel 4 reports. He's accused of killing several antlered white-tailed deer while hunting without a license, after legal hours, and out of season, the Herald reports. The season's like half the year, isn't it? I could be wrong. But uh, this is like, if you want to hunt deer in this country, no there problem. are so many ways for you to do exactly what you want. Yeah. He just couldn't wait. Couldn't help himself. Just don't shoot a doe because uh, the big buck hunter game, it takes away one of your lives. Well, that might be what happened. It seems like he was uh, <laughs> not using discretion on his kills either. Yeah, maybe not. Because once you're breaking a couple of rules, what's a few more? Sure. It's out of season. I'm already breaking the law. What a fucking jackass. This man should not be allowed to ever touch grass again. Yep. He should be forced right. indoors. This is like, going back to the, uh, the traffic argument yesterday, this is like when I see people driving insanely weaving in and out of traffic at 90 miles an hour and the carpool lanes wide open i'm like you're already breaking the law yeah you're probably committing a worse crime by doing reckless driving than just driving in the carpool lane with no traffic there mm. so in the scale of breaking laws just go for the easier one yeah do do crimes <laughs> yeah i mean at least with driving in the carpool lane you won't go to jail like reckless driving yeah, they should just add another lane for all the, like... Dickhead lane? Yeah, the dickhead lane, it's like, you. we assume no liability oh, no. for what you do. They already have a dick dickhead lane, and it's the emergency lane where yeah. cars are supposed the, to be able shoulder. to pull off. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, this stupid fucking car-centric society we live yeah. in. I want to train. Anyway, over in news that seems like it will never end, YouTubers are still going over to the land of the rising sun, Japan, and acting perfectly polite and respectful of the culture. No. no, just kidding. They're acting like fucking shitheads. They're acting like the entire country is their personal playground, that these uh, this nation of people is just NPCs for their amusement. They're making people hate tourists even more than previously thought possible. They're just a fucking embarrassment. Mm -hmm. But at least this time, the content creators aren't accused of exploiting the bodies of suicide victims. There's that. Yeah, you know, we're making big strides in how horrific the content creator tourism industry is. Uh, but they are stealing everything and avoiding guilt by claiming that they weren't aware that what they were doing is wrong. Oh, it was lost in translation. Classic. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Classic. You know, I come from a culture where this is totally acceptable. I didn't know that. You know, they made I'm a little sorry. movie here uh, called Lost in Translation. Yeah. And that's Ooh. what I'm doing. Anyway, now after willingly posting video footage of their crimes... As they, you do. They are under investigation. Here's more from The Guardian. A rise in the antics of nuisance influencers in Japan who are accused of duping train ticket collectors and pretending to be homeless to get cash has caused consternation in the country as tourism numbers near their pre-pandemic levels. A railway company in Japan is investigating allegations that a group of four popular foreign YouTubers had traveled long distances by train without paying. One of the suspected fare dodgers, known online as Phidias, posted a video to his 2.38 million subscribers over the weekend showing him and three others evading rail staff and blagging free food. I love all of our subscribers, and I think that we've done a great job, uh, you know, in uh, getting a good group of people together to enjoy weird news segments with. 
but it is also sometimes disheartening to see people who are just annoying as fuck having 2.3 million subscribers. Yeah, I've, I've made my peace with that, but... Uh, I'm never going to get to melt down that gold play button into like a cool necklace well, or something. Here's the thing, it's not actually gold. Oh. I don't want it then. I don't want it to turn my hands it's green. It's not actually gold. Well, the article continues. In one clip, he locks himself in the toilet of a bullet train and feigns illness when challenged by a ticket collector. The Cypriot YouTuber, whose real name is Phidias Panayotu, then boards another train, promising to pull the same trick again. Another clip shows the self-described professional mistake maker pretending to be a hotel guest so that he can eat breakfast there for free. In a clip on X, formerly known as Twitter, he can be heard boasting that he had just talked his way into a five-star Japanese buffet at the hotel in Kyoto. And we're leaving the hotel without getting caught and with no problem. Other parts of the video show the group begging for money from people to pay for tickets. Penayoto's clips emerged soon after an American live streamer known as Johnny Somali was arrested after he filmed himself breaking into a building site in Osaka. The fuck? The That's just a crime. Yeah, the 23-year-old, whose real name is Ishmael Ramzi Khalid, was charged with trespassing last month. He and another American allegedly broke into a hotel that was nearing completion, media reports said. Video taken and posted by Khalid show him repeatedly shouting Fukushima to construction workers who asked him to leave. I mean, this is bad enough, but yeah, the idea that they're just filming this and uploading it is... Uh, we went to the world's biggest playground and uh, caused some trouble. It's shameless. Yes. And also, like... I'm not going to pretend there isn't maybe situations where fair evasion is uh, something that's okay, but if you have over 2 million YouTube subscribers, buddy, you can fucking afford it. Yeah, and the, the fact is that they're making also making content out of it. Yeah. And you would... You would hope not, but assume that uh, some impressionable followers might go and mimic these activities. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Anyways, we should at least acknowledge the horrific shooting yeah. that has taken place in Maine this week. As of when we filmed this, the shooter was still on the loose, mm -hmm. but based on the shooter's history and social media presence, he should have absolutely never had access to any firearms, let alone something like an AR-15. His likes were filled with typical right-wing incendiary content, including posts from Tucker Carlson, Jordan Peterson, and Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. His account on Twitter was um, quickly scrubbed after this information came to light, but people have already archived it, and the events are another horrific example of the nightmares constantly looming in this country, which has nearly unfettered access to high-powered weapons. It's insane. It's depressing. No one wants to do anything about it. And the, the craziest thing for me is that this is a minority. This is like 10 to 20% of the country who are crazy about guns. Uh, and just everyone else has to deal with the repercussions. Yeah, making everyone else's lives more dangerous. Yeah. The rest of the country who like maybe own a gun or two but aren't fucking insane. Yeah, uh, there was a chart that obviously followed this latest where it was just like, let's go, you know, developed country by developed country. And it was like zero. Mass shootings. Zero. Zero. Two. One. Yeah, Five hundred and fifty in America. It's just undeniable. If you if you still have your fucking head in the sand at this point about it, like you're, you're willfully being ignorant. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's the fucking guns. But like we said, this story it is still playing out as when as when we filmed this, and we're sure that it has already consumed you if you live here in the states. Uh, there's really nothing left for us to say on this subject. I mean, it pops up over and over again in new and shocking ways. We're a sick, diseased country that willingly avoids treating itself and chooses instead to just offer thoughts and prayers, which clearly isn't working. Even if you're the most religious person, 
you have to come to the conclusion that thoughts and prayers either aren't working or that God actively fucking hates this place. Yeah. Um, he heard the calls and said no. He left you on red. Uh-huh. Anyway, we'll be back with more news for you with Weekly Weird News, and hopefully it's a bit more uplifting. Yeah. But until then, lighten up the mood by watching one of our other videos from earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you like this episode to help us you know, stay inside the algorithm. Stay Please in, like the video. It's good graces. Yeah. And leave a comment below to hang out with fellow viewers like it's an old school IRC chat room or something. Also, hit the bell. We uh, we haven't talked about the bell. Oh, in a the while, bell. Ring the but, bell. Yeah, ring the bell. It'll that let you know. you know. It'll let you know when the content's up. In a lot of cases, that's probably going to be while you're already in bed. Well, but, in the <laughs> in the case of earlier this week where I hit public but didn't hit save, you'll be notified when I wake up frantically at 8 o'clock in the morning, realize what I've done, and then make the video go live uh, seven hours too late. Mm. Uh, so, but it was live on the, uh, another way to plug the podcast uh, options. Yeah. Uh, I didn't forget to make it go live on the podcast option. So if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything, if you don't like that, need our stupid faces, there yeah. is an audio version. There is an the audio show. version. You just search for the show names. Uh, but like we said, the other videos are up here now. Don't forget to like the video, and we'll see you soon for hopefully an uplifting episode of Weekly Weird News. No promises, but hopefully an up. Elliot's.